So how has your uh, your training been throughout the entire pandemic? I'm up in Canada, so like we're still kind of shut down. Like we can't get proper training yeah. or anything like that. But uh, but what's it been like? I mean, obviously a lot of people have been doing training like cardio and garage training. So what was your training like? So it's definitely been like a different like depending on what rules are happening at any given time, things have changed. Um, so back in like March when the gym closed down, there was like a probably a two month period where we had I had no access to gym. So I was just doing a lot of um, like home workouts and I was riding my bike a lot. And then uh, my uh, my one friend is like a, a nationally ranked climber. So I'd go out with her and rock climb um, just, you know, outdoors and whatnot. Uh, so then uh, that, that was that was different. Um, definitely came back into like the gym a little heavier, but since uh, middle of May, I want to say um, my, my gym to the team at least has been uh, pretty functional. So, what was uh, the rock climbing like? I mean, I, I'm not a big rock climber myself, but how has that helped you in terms of fighting? Like, is there is there any overlap there? Like things that you can learn, apply from climbing to to your fight game? There absolutely is. Um, I, I've been, I've rock climbed at a gym that's unfortunately still close to, um, so I have a lot more experience climbing than outdoor. But um, I think the carryover between pulling yourself up a wall um, and having to really cling is very applicable to like wrestling and grappling strength, just because it's just your body holding on to something. You have to be able to hold that tension for an extended period of time. And like if I'm on your back and you stand up, I feel like that's a pretty direct parallel almost. So you've got a uh, you've got a big fight coming up for the Global Legion flyweight title. How are you feeling? I mean, it's only five days away. You took it on shortish notice. So uh, how are you feeling? Are you, I mean, biggest fight of your life, arguably. So how are you, how are you feeling five days out? I feel good, honestly. Um, I'm not like, I don't get too high or too low on fights. Like, I, I stay pretty calm while I'm fighting and ahead of the fight even. Um, you know, like, there's definitely anxiousness. There's definitely excitement. Um, which I think is the reality of any competition, you know. But I feel really good. My weight's just where I want it. Um, I, I've kind of been training with a short-notice opportunity in mind. So when they came to me, like, 14 days out, and I got a fight offer, I, you know, I Googled the guy, said yes, and then I got a call a few hours later when I was out uh, riding my bike, and they said, oh, it's five rounds, and for a title, is that cool with you? And I was like, that's even cooler. Like, let's do it. So it's, you know, I'm in a good place mentally. I feel ready to go. I've been, whether it was, you know, LFA, I was in talks with at one point, or, you know, there's only like seven or eight promotions running, it seems like. So I've just been keeping it in mind that at some point I'm going to get like two weeks or three weeks. I honestly even would have been a little sad if they would have got me a call and been like, hey, do you want to play in eight weeks? I'm like, I'm already like six weeks into camp. Like, I don't, like, I'm ready now. So it really did work out well for me. Is there any added pressure? I mean, you mentioned the two the two extra rounds, and you like the, the thought of that. You obviously don't like to, to make things go late, but uh, but is there any added pressure knowing that there's an extra two rounds? Training hasn't been ideal for anybody, I guess. Um, and there's a title on the line. Do you feel any added pressure? Pressure-wise, um, no, not really, because me, like, I'm a belt that's just really cool, but ultimately, like, 
for me, the MMA is me testing myself and seeing my abilities, and that's true regardless of all other circumstances, like win bonus and you know opponent and this and that. Like I'm just gonna go and try to you know really do my best and put all my hard work and dedication, all that like on display and show you know what I've been doing with my time for all these years. Um, so for me, it, it doesn't trip me up too much pressure wise, but the two rounds is definitely interesting. I don't view it as a negative because I, I figure, uh, I, I know I'm in pretty good shape. So I know if I'm tired, he's tired too. So the way I look at it is if, if you know, if we're in round four, it's uncharted territory for both of us. And I, I think just given my grappling background that I'm more likely to end up in top position. So that means he'll be more tired than me. It's a little easier if you're on top. And secondly, it's just that means I have five rounds to catch a submission of some kind or, you know, slip a high kick through or something like that. Um, I look at it as opportunity. Another big thing is there is that long layoff. I mean, people you train with, it's no stranger to them. So they've taken long layoffs, come back and look absolutely spectacular. Cody Garbrandt's a great example with his knockout. But I guess how are you changing your outlook knowing that you haven't fought in a little while? Do you feel like maybe you're going to take some, it's going to take some time to, to feel things out a bit to see how you feel in there? Honestly, uh, after my, my last layoff was longer. Cause I fought, I guess, 10 months, 10 months ago in November. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that I had, I don't know if you've read about it, but I had a brain surgery for a brain tumor that kept me out of the cage for, I want to say like, 15 months ultimately so you know obviously i i went into this year and i was like i really want to travel a lot and i want to fight a lot and two things that are a little more difficult than they probably should have been but ultimately like 10 months just doesn't feel as bad comparatively and i've been in the gym so much sparring every week that i don't think the layoff is going to be that significant i want to get to a point in my life where i can fight like every three or four months that'd be really nice i think that would be like make it feel more routine and, uh, you know, just make everything start to flow a bit, feel a little more professional when it's a more consistent timeline. But all the same, I don't think it's going to have a major impact on whether I start fast or slow. Um, I think I'll be ready to go. I want to touch on that a little bit. I don't want to go into too much detail. People can look into it. But at any point, obviously, this is your passion. This is something you wanted to do. Was there any point where you were worried that maybe this was going to slip away and something that you couldn't do long term? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they tell you they're going to take a chunk of your skull out. You don't know the uh, the the end dynamics, all that. And I knew I was going to have to, uh, as a consequence of the surgery, I was going to have to like relearn. My, I had to get my brain to rewire itself so that I could balance correctly again. Um. So yeah, there's definitely like. Typically, the the acoustic neuroma, which is the type of tumor I had, typically tends to pop up in in older people. Um, So there's not a lot of guidelines on like, oh, you're a 22-year-old professional athlete. This is what your recovery will look like. Like, I think I'm the only pro fighter that had this specifically, That at least that I've heard about. I might not be. Who knows? But it's pretty rare. Um, So, yeah, it was uncharted territory. And... uh, for me, you were talking about, like, is this the biggest fight of my life a little bit earlier? And for me, I still kind of feel like this is a bigger opportunity. But my last one, coming back from that surgery, to me, that one I felt more pressure just because it was like, I've done all this work. I didn't know if it was possible. Like, 
for this to be a good story, I have to win, you know? <laughs> Otherwise, like, I, you know, I, I, you, it's no fun to go through a bunch of adversity and, and overcome obstacles and then get socked up and lose. Like, that's not, no one wants to hear that. <laughs> I want to talk a so, bit about your, uh, I want to talk a little bit about your training camp. I mean, you're working with one of the best fighters of all time, um, one of the best gyms in the world. How does it, uh, how does it feel working with them and, and how have they been supportive throughout this entire process? Um, so honestly, I think the number benefit about training at alpha male is just a confidence thing because like, I, I I was still recovering from surgery, but I was around and worked with him a little bit when Davison Figueredo was uh, visiting us. Um, I'm obviously, I've been training with Cody Garbrandt for years. Um, and then just over the years, uh, we've had so many guys UFC risen, one championship, you know, all levels, high levels of fly and bantamweight guys visit for a week or two or stay for a month. And so, like, I, I know where I stand in the world, um, at least in the gym. So I, I'm, I just I have that confidence that, you know, if I can take down this guy who's top 10 or whatever, then I can probably take down someone else um, or, you know, it's just that I'm on the right path in general. Um, you know, if you track, like, track your improvement over the years, like, this dude used to be way, way better than me, and now we have competitive rounds, and he's accomplished this or that. And uh, so I, I think that's the, the primary benefit of just, I've trained with so many elite guys that I know that I'm not going to go out there and be like, wow, I've never seen anything like this before. You're not going to throw punches at me faster than Cody. Like, it's just <laughs> quick. Like, it's 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 an experience I've had and you know, whether it's directly applicable or not, it's helpful. But uh, the only other part of that question, um, Tam was super supportive. Uh, I was lucky enough that my insurance covered most of the, the cost and whatnot. So I didn't need to like fundraise or anything like that. But, um, they, you know, the second I was able to start doing things, I had coaches working with me one-on-one -on -one, and I got a lot of like, you know, before I was allowed to spar, do contact, I got like soft drilling. I got to work with uh, Lee Kemp, who's a, a legendary wrestler, like world gold medalist times three, I think. Um, I got to work with him one-on-one -on -one a lot. Um, and then Uriah as well. Um, so it, it, it was a good experience to definitely have them and both coaches and my just my friends to, you know, help me get through it. I mean, you hear so many good things about Uriah, what he's done for guys like Cody and TJ, and the list goes on and on. Uh, Holdsworth, um, how how significant has he been, and and how big of a factor has he been to your career? So I'd say it's more of a, a recent thing that I've worked with Uriah like kind of closely. So right now, I, I teach a class with him twice a week, actually, on like the fundamentals of MMA. Um, which I think is kind of his way to start integrate me into like helping the team as a whole. You know, I've done scouting for guys in the past, just based on my experience with uh, MMA mania and writing and stuff. Um, so that's obviously a, a really, really a good path for me. I would like to eventually help the team as much as possible. I, I think I have a good mind for it. Um, but uh, in addition, Uriah is just always there. That sounds like kind of dumb, but like into your eyes business, he owns the gym and he's in there most days from 8 a.m. until like three or four. He might like run out because he forgot that he made an appointment. You know, he's, he's always got a million things going on, but he's in and out all day long. So 
it helps to have whether he's running class or another coach is he's there watching um advising you know telling you to do this or that or, or get more focused and get higher quality reps in whatever it is your eyes very hands-on um which i think just uplifts the team as a whole and keeps everyone you know on their game i want to talk a little bit about your uh your last loss a lot of guys when they get interviewed they the questions always seem to be about their wins your loss was the only fight that you've had that has gone outside the first round. What was the biggest lesson you learned from that fight that you've applied to the fights following that? So I actually, um, there's no way you would know this, but I did have a fight go all three rounds as an amateur. Um, it was just, a, it was on a military base. So it wasn't like California state sanctioned, Yeah, but I won by decision in a, a three by three minute fight um it was a pretty crazy goofy fight on its own but regardless of that um it, it's a good question because i think you do learn a lot more from your losses um in that fight i didn't feel like i got tired or anything like that like i didn't gas out um just had a, a tough guy he was ranked third in the state when i fought him um and uh, i think i won the first round again competitive though um and then in the second when he just like kind of started swinging real wide I don't think I had the right intensity. I was too relaxed. I wasn't that worried about. I was like moving my feet and rolling my head, but I didn't react with the like urgency. I think the situation desired. And then secondly, what, what I've kind of learned from it is that as I've gotten a little older, um, I'm 24 now. I think I was 20 or maybe 21 when I lost that fight. I just think back to like how much physically stronger I am, how much more developed as an athlete I am. Where, like, a couple times when he was swinging wide, I would, like, try to go for, like, a clinch, and he would just kind of shuck me off. Whereas, like, A, I think I'm a lot stronger, so that'd be a little harder to do now. Um, and it was at 135. Now I fight at 25. And B, uh, I really remember wishing after that fight, and this is something I've worked uh, in this camp in this week even, um, is that, like, if I'm on the fence or if I'm, like, in a questionable situation, like, I'm not a wrestler, but drop levels, you have a good double, like, shoot it, you know? Worst case, you fall to your back and end up in guard. Like, I've been doing jiu-jitsu a long, long time. I think I can, you can start my guard. You're not going to beat me up. Like, it's better than, like, kind of getting stuck in that halfway zone where you're on the fence and you're kind of standing and kind of clinching, but ultimately in danger. So just, you know, be decisive and, and take that shot. It's kind of what I took from it. So as a uh, as a flyweight, you have to imagine a record. If you win this fight, uh, you're four and zero. That is a very good record as a flyweight, and and that's on the doorstep of a contender series or a UFC. Do you look at this as a fight that could maybe swing you into the UFC? You could really attract the UFC to to you, or or are so you just trying another, to slow things down? Sorry about that. Um, but that's another benefit of. Uh kind of alpha male is that we have like you know sean shelby's here basically um and again a benefit of having uriah on on the corner is that if uriah favor texts one of the matchmakers and said this guy's ready like that's a pretty good feather in your cap you know um so realistically with like, the weird situation that is right now there's a lot of contender series opportunities a lot of short notice opportunities um like, I've been told that if I win this fight and I win one more, I can almost certainly get a shot on Contender Series. Um, as far as me personally, like, my big goal is I've always wanted to get paid to fly around the world and fight. That's super important right now. Um, 
So for me, like, this is a big moment. And obviously, if I were to get a contender opportunity or a short notice UFC fight, like, I would jump on that. That's not even a question. But for me, uh, it's never been like a rush. I've never been like, I have to make it to the UFC. I do. My life is fine as it is. I'm quite happy training and writing and working. Um, and so I'm just working towards whatever t- opportunities come. I see it as if I get a fight in Japan, like that's the coolest thing ever. So like if I get sidetracked and it takes me 15 fights to get to the UFC, but I get to do some cool things in that interim, that doesn't really matter to me. I'm happy with wherever it goes. I just want to be competing and and making a little money from it and having cool experiences because that's really what the fight game's about. There are easier ways to make the, the five and five grand you get on contender series than you know, 10 years of hard professional MMA training. It's it's all about the experience to me. So we've mentioned his name a few times in this interview. I can't ask, I, I can't go throughout this without asking. Cody Garbrandt dropping down to flyweight, facing Davison Figueroa, who looks looks like a killer right now. Yeah, and, a uh, we all know what Cody Garbrandt is capable of doing. We saw his last fight. As someone who's trained with uh, with Cody, what's your prediction for that fight? I think Cody's going to be a lot quicker. And I think so long as he keeps that in mind and plays like an avoid the pocket game, I think he could make this a relatively easy fight for himself. Um, Figueredo is super powerful, but also somewhat stationary. Um, Whereas Cody, when he's on his bike, he'll kick you and move and be in and out so quickly that it's going to be hard to land. And if you watch a fight like when Figueredo lost to um, Formiga, Formiga did just that of hang back, low kick, jab, whenever the guy overcommitted, level change and shoot. And honestly, Formiga made it look like almost uh, not easy, but it was a very clean victory where there was like all three rounds, a lot of top control time, um, was never in any danger. And I think Cody has all the skills to replicate that game plan. He's just you know, a lot scarier offensively than Formiga is. So it could be like, instead of ducking him with a takedown, it's that right hand that finds an opening when he opens up. So uh, I'm excited for it. I I think Cody, I I like Cody by decision, um, would be my official prediction. But um, I like the matchup for Cody. I like the move for Cody because I've worked out with Cody for a long time. And he's never been that big. Like, I know Bantamweight's like Song Yudong, for example, that routinely are 15 or 20 pounds heavier than Cody in the gym. Um, so, like, when I would see online, people were like, there's Cody's going to look like TJ and, like, be, you know, exhausted and drained. It's like, no, those guys are different sizes. Like, I, I've worked with both of them. I know that, you know, I just know the walk-around weights. I know how much weight they move around in the gym. Um it's Cody is definitely a smaller bantam weight, and I think would be like just a kind of average sized flyweight. Um, so I don't think it'll be a problem for him to make the weight as well. So a last question, and then I'll let you go. For people who haven't seen you fight, uh, I'll be the first to say it. He likes to get things done really early, but I'll I'll give you here a chance, to, an opportunity to to just kind of describe your fighting style and, and what they can expect to see from you on Saturday. Okay, so my fighting style, I mean, first and foremost, um, of my total of seven wins now, amateur and pro, um, 
six are in the first round and come from either mount or back mount. Uh, so I think realistically, that's what you can expect. Um, I've been doing jiu-jitsu for 11 years, and I feel like I have my handful of positions where I get there and it's done, and it's, it's a checkmate. Um, but I've also uh, been working full-time MMA for six years. I, I've been sparring and kickboxing and went to Thailand to train Muay Thai for six weeks or three weeks. Um, I was just in Thailand for six weeks. I won't pretend all of it was training. But um, I, I feel very comfortable on my feet, and I, uh, I think that you can expect range control and just patient, smart kickboxing until that takedown slash back take opportunity opens up. That's really what style is. Kick the leg real hard, establish the jab, make him And then when that opportunity opens up to jump on the back and stretch him out, that's, that's what I do, trap the arm. Um, so yeah, that, that's pretty much my fighting style, is to give my opponent very few opportunities as I move into that checkmate position. All right, man. Thank you very much for taking the time. I'm rooting for you. I've been a fan of you and all of Team Alpha Male. I've always loved Uriah, and I love that team. I think it's one of the best in the world. So I really appreciate you uh, taking the time. Wishing you all the best, and hopefully we can see big things from you soon. Oh, much appreciated, man. Uh, no problem. Happy to talk. All right, man. All the best. Stay safe. Thanks. Thanks. Same to you. Have a good one.